Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 70 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I talk about being an ambassador for this year's Ocean Y Seafood Festival, and I feature Holtz Cafe's Gayuga Sound Sablefish and White Miso Chowder. I will talk about the 10th anniversary of the Vancouver Foodster Challenges. I will talk about the Vancouver Poutine Challenge, as well as the Fried Chicken Sandwich Challenge, which is on now. I will feature the new Frozen Meals for Two from Taibe Syrian Foods. I will feature newly opened Nightshade Restaurant in Yaletown. I will talk about the Holy Mochi Donuts Bouquet for Valentine's Day. I will feature the Focaccia Italian Street Food Cart. And I will feature Skewer's Souvlaki Bar in Gastown. And lastly, I'll feature my interview with Chef Aaron Hoffman of Holtz Cafe. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. We'll get on with this week's episode. Taking place this month is the Ocean Wise Seafood Festival, which I talked about on, la- on the last episode. I'm one of the ambassadors for this year's festival, and I am trying a selection of different um, restaurants and supply- food service suppliers uh, featuring that all feature sustainable uh, seafood uh, during the month of, of February. So the first one that I had a chance to try was Holtz Cafe, and Holtz Cafe is located in Holt Renfrew, downtown Vancouver it's kind of like a hidden gem in the back of this rest in the back of the store you would never know really that this beautiful restaurant is in the store but uh, if you're looking for a nice a light bite or you're shopping nearby or you live you work downtown and you want to head on in they offer a great lunch um they're open like all day long but lunch is their thing there and afternoon tea as well so but right now this month they are offering this special um chowder Part of the festival is the Cayuga Sound Sablefish and White Miso Chowder, and it was delicious. Uh, Chef uh, Aaron Hoffman is behind us. He created this delicious chowder. Uh, he did a, a smoked sable terrine, so he used the Gandara Sablefish, uh, pickled potato, Brussels sprouts, mustard seeds, and fennel oil. This was delicious. It's just You can find it on my Instagram. Go try it out. I just left the presentation of this alone. Like you just, you know, you order this and they come to the table. They'll present you with the chowder, but then they come and they pour the actual miso chowder into the bowl. So you get to kind of watch it happen right there. It makes it very fresh and, and enjoyable. And uh, it's a delicious chowder. So uh, part of the proceeds of um, all these different ocean-wise seafood dishes this month are going to ocean-wise uh, to... Uh, Promote their uh, promote oceans and healthy healthy flourishing for generations to come. And um, I don't know each dish. I believe has a different uh, value of how much is being donated to them. But uh, to keep Ocean Wise um, project and everything going um, for years to come. So that's definitely a great cause and uh, lots of different seafood options this month in this challenge is in this festival. So watch for more. Um, I am posting it on my Vancouver Foodster or sorry, on Van Foodster's Instagram account. So you can see what I'm posting there. You can go in and try these places, uh, try the different dishes in, in different restaurants around the city. And then uh, you can also vote for people's choice for your favorite uh, people, dish in the uh, festival. 
10th anniversary of the Vancouver Food Search Challenges is on like right now. So I created these challenges back 10 years ago, not knowing what it was going to was going to happen from when I created it. My first one I ever did was the uh, poutine challenge. That was in uh, February 2012. Um, it was a great, great hit. And poutine was really strong back then. Like a lot of the restaurants had it on their menu. So this was a fun way of getting everybody together. Restaurants would feature their special dish and then everybody going in and buying it and supporting the restaurants and voting for their favorites. So I uh, ran the poutine challenge about six years straight and then I uh, took a break and brought it back this year. So it's on right now and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, other challenges like, over the years were so many, so many exciting ones, so many restaurants involved. We had uh, restaurants and cafes and food trucks, uh, bars and bakeries, uh, you name it. Everybody's been part of it. And now these days we've got commissary bakers and commissary cooks. Um, so, you know, we've got running the gamut with the challenges and the, really the challenge is to help the restaurant survive. And I especially think right now is key for restaurant survival. I mean, it's been a kind of a difficult year, difficult couple of years, and this allows them to be creative and motivate their staff and create something fun that patrons, uh, like you can come in and enjoy. So a uh, lot's going on. There's been so many challenges over the year and, uh, over the years, um, and, uh, someone, some that have been in, gone on for many years, like the pizza challenge, it's like annual, um, it's coming up, uh, in April this year. So you can watch for that and uh, lots more to come. So Vancouver poutine challenge is on right now through to February 27th. We've got Hilltop Diner Cafe out in, uh, Langley involved. They're doing the Hilltop Diners jalapeno mac, mac and cheese poutine. Uh, this is, uh, described as their house, uh, House cut Kennebec fries topped with cheese curds, double smoked bacon, crispy jalapeno macaroni, and cheese bites topped with their homemade beef gravy and chipotle aioli. So you can try that daily, uh, lunchtime only, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, out daily out at the Hilltop Diner Cafe. It's at 23904 Fraser Highway in Langley. So check them out uh, over at Shameless Buns Restaurant. So now don't get confused. They also own a food truck, but this is not available to the food truck. It's only available to the restaurant it's called Manila Frites. And it's um, their restaurant is located on Fraser. I'll mention that in a minute. Uh, this is uh, a Filipino uh, poutine, and, and it's quite uh, elaborate from if I explain this to you. It's a, uh, it's their homage to uh, La Belle Province uh, with a shameless twist. So... Um, They've basically got a humble Quebec poutine, but they're keeping things simple, and they've done it as a Filipino um, specialty, a Filipino dish. So uh, they've infused a classic brown gravy with Mang Thomas, also known as lechon sauce, which is a, which is a Filipino all-purpose sauce, typically used for dipping lechon roast pork. Mang Thomas is a sweet and tangy in all the right places and pairs perfectly with their gravy. Uh, their le lechon uh, which is one of the national dishes of the Philippines, is fatty, porky, and littered with delightfully crispy crackling. So you want to check this out. Uh, they are, this is available uh, in the restaurant, as I mentioned, uh, all hours. So like they're open from Wednesday to Sunday at Fraser Street. It's at 5772 Fraser Street, just between 41st and 42nd Avenue. So you want to go and try that one. Uh, Boca of Spain Bite Food truck. So this is a Spanish food truck. Uh, it's called Boco, uh, Boca Spain in a Bite food truck. Uh, they're kind of like all over the city, but most of the time these days they're on 8th Avenue at the Jonathan Rogers Park. It's uh, right actually in front of uh, Milano Coffee on 8th Avenue between Camby and Maine. 
so they're there quite often. Sometimes they're in Olympic Village. You've got to keep an eye on it. You'll have to look at Street Food App or their own uh, Instagram to find out exactly where they're located. So they are doing a, a Spanish oxtail poutine and described as a pulled oxtail stewed overnight with red wine, shallots, and mushrooms. After a traditional Spanish recipe, oxtail gravy, hand-cut potatoes, confit in olive oil, and Spanish Iberico cheese. Uh, you can find that as all the time. Whenever they're in operation, you can find you can be able to try this one and vote for them as well. So like Bucko Vancouver uh, on Instagram. And then uh, Chop and Chew in North Vancouver is doing a pulled pork poutine. Um, this is quite a large size. Just so you know, it's like a meal. This is like a meal, but I would think that probably two people will want to share this. Um so this is uh, described as battered fries layered with cheese curds and house-made bone broth gravy topped with coffee-rubbed pulled pork. That sounds very interesting. That has been hickory smoked for 12 hours. You can try that all the time. Uh, it's day or night. Uh, you can check them out. They're at 1842 Lonsdale Avenue, North Vancouver. It's around 18th or so in North Van. Chop and Chew. Uh, for that one. And then uh, Food by Fanta out in Langley is doing something very different. It's called a Palm Paio, Paolo Bites, I guess, Paolo Bites. And uh, they're kind of doing a uh, French Thai poutine. Let's call it that way. Uh, created by Chef Perinia Lobson. Uh, described as bite-sized fried potato Paolo stacks in bacon fat served on top of pineapple with grilled cheese curry sauce, cheese curds, bacon bits, dill and chili oil, Accompanied by a side of fruits and vegetable, a pineapple yogurt slaw. So it sounds very interesting. You got to see the picture on this. The picture is wild. Um, I've never, you know, some of these these ingredients I really I've never seen heard, heard that before. How are they fit it in? But a Thai French poutine. So definitely want to check that out. They are all day long at Food by Fanda in all hours. They're at two zero five four two Fraser Highway in Langley. And uh, just check check online what their actual hours are every day. But you can go and have this for lunch or dinner. Now, on the Fried Chicken Sandwich Challenge, this is also on right now at the same time. It goes till February 27th. We've got Win-Win Chicken, uh, two locations, their Richmond location and their Vancouver location. They are doing an original crispy chicken sandwich with spicy garlic parmesan. You can try that all the time, anytime you want to get, you can get yourself on on that one so in richmond they're located in seaston at 12160 first avenue and in vancouver they're located at 8197 main street that's uh, just before southwest marine drive in vancouver the barley merchant is out in langley and they are doing a korean fried chicken sando this looks cool yeah, it's korean in you know, a flavor so we've got this you know win-win is actually filipino and then uh, barley merchant is doing a korean fried chicken sando uh, described as crispy breaded chicken breast drenched in sweet and spicy gojang sauce with nori aioli and a daikon and kimchi slaw served in a soft pretzel bun served with your choice of side dish it's available every day um inside the restaurant or for takeout whichever you like to do uh, they're located at 200901 91A Avenue, Building B, Unit 101 in Langley. This is just by the Cineplex um, in Langley, right off the freeway. So you can go and check them out. And lastly, the Tokyo Katsu San Food Truck, downtown Vancouver, is featuring a chicken katsu sandu. Um, they are located on 800 Granville Street. So the corner of Granville and Robson. That They've actually moved there recently. So previously they were on Georgia, now they're at Granville and Robson. And this is a simple dish prepared by a Japanese chef using the same cooking method as in real Japan to create the taste of Japan. A crispy chicken cutlet, cabbage, 
homemade katsu sauce, and Japanese mustard mixed Japanese mayonnaise. So that sounds great. So fried chicken sandwich challenge on right now until February 27th. You can go and try those and vote for your people's choice favorites. So there's a company called Tibet. I actually got to know them about five years ago uh, at the Indian Summer Festival. It was a group of women that had recently immigrated from uh, Syria, and they got together, and they were cooks, and they put a company together, and uh, and uh, they were doing all sorts of catering around the, around the city, all sorts of stuff going on. A pandemic kind of threw a, a, a thing in there where you couldn't really cater so much. So um, they've gone on to create lots more different dishes now, and um, working out of a commissary, they have now just uh, created a um, – frozen meals for two so it's actually like a, a dinner for two it's uh frozen of course you get in the frozen section of the store there for through them i guess or, or other retail stores and it's a basically dinner for two so people who don't have time to cook really you can just um cook from frozen and then you get to enjoy this uh meal on the table so i say like under an hour. So in under an hour, you've got a dinner on the table for two. So I had a chance to try several of their different dishes. I haven't tried all of them yet, but I have tried several of them. And um, and all are really good. I, I just think that the, the instructions on their package is a little off. Um, I think they miss, miss, misposted on that one. But basically, any frozen meal like this should be cooked for about 55 minutes at 350 or a little higher in the oven. So you're just reheating it. Um, they had it on for 35 minutes or something. It doesn't work. We've discovered that already. So 55 minutes is the way to go here. And it's served on your table hot. I tried the Zatar Manish. This was actually a package of six. And this is like the little flatbreads with Zatar spice on top. Very tasty. It's a good accompaniment to your dinner. Um, it's not your dinner, though. So it's a good accompaniment to the dinner. I tried the Mashab uh, roast chicken meal. So that was like a halal chicken. And it came with rice and uh, veggies. And uh, I also tried the Syrian white, bee, white bean and carrot stew. Uh, same kind of company that's on that one. I also tried their um, shishawak. It was the uh, grilled chicken kebab meal. So, a lot, you know, it's all Syrian food, Syrian dishes. So, you want to check that out. Um, you can get it through Taibeh, T A Y Y B E H. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at taibeh.syrian. And uh, you can get some meals for yourselves. And they also have, um, they are, you can place orders through their website and uh, they'll deliver to you all over Greater Vancouver. And they're also available through Spud. Now, there's a new restaurant called Nightshade. I've been wanting to visit since before they opened. It just took a little time this time around. And I actually wanted to let, wait for them to settle in a little bit because many new restaurants open up and there's always some hiccups along the road. So to avoid the hiccups, I waited a little while before I headed on in. So visited the, a couple of nights ago called uh, Nightshade. It's in Yaletown. It's a 1079 mainland. It's all about elevated, creative, vegan dishes. A beautiful dining room to match in Yale Town. Uh, the menu is created by executive chef uh, Chanthi Yen and his executive sous chef, uh, Chef Shane Carrero. And um, this is actually part of a, a group out of, out of Calgary. Uh, Calgary is a head office, head base for this uh, group of restaurants. They're all vegan restaurants. And Vancouver is the first one for this group. So um, I think they've done a phenomenal job. It's beautiful inside and they've got a great menu of uh, vegan dishes. Uh, they also have great cocktails too. I didn't go that way. I really went a couple, um, tried some, they're non-alcohol cocktails, but uh, they have a full on cocktail menu. It looks very, very creative. So just to give you an idea of things that I did try. So I had some favorite dishes, of course, over others, but um, the special sushi tempura roll with a miso sake. It was actually the special of the night. But I really hope they add this to the men to the menu because this was a really good sushi roll. It's with hummus, a mango coulis, and um, 
the I had tried the crispy cassava. That was an interesting one. It's a good one for sharing. I really like the mint and the red curry aioli on the side of that dish. I love the five spice beets. This was a huge hit. Uh, just a colorful medley of uh, beets in a carpaccio style, and it's just a really, really delicious, um, delicious dish. The taro roll, and everybody's talking about this around sea. I thought it was tasty, but I think that the the, uh, the this this dish should be served on a larger plate. Uh, first of all, because it was too it was too small, and then you had the lettuce. The lettuce was too small. They really have to have larger lettuce pieces. Then you can, it's an interactive dish. You're building it, right? So you put the taro roll inside it. You put um, some mint and you pour, you drizzle on the um, the uh, palm sugar dipping sauce. But when you did that from the small plate, it becomes really messy and it's really hard to eat. So my advice there is get a larger plate restaurant. <laughs> no, a uh, restaurant should have a larger plate and then actually some larger uh, lettuce leaves. And I think this little dish will, be, will rock it. Uh, my other favorite is a grilled mushroom on toast. This is local mushrooms cooked three ways, served on a house-made garlic type of bread, layered with Maggie butter, mushroom pate, um, garnished with miso pickled daikon. This was a really good flavors, great bread to hold the toppings. Really, really enjoyed that. The agnolotti um, was a bit of a heavy dish. It was good. Uh, turmeric out agnolotti, but um, you couldn't really taste the turmeric because of the, the sauce that overpowers it. But it's made with blue heron cheese. I love these guys. They blue heron cheese does a great job. Uh, so it's tossed. It's tossed in the fermented chili arabiata confit tomato. So it is a tasty dish. I would I would order that as like one main and then maybe a couple appetizers rather than um, going with a couple mains because that is quite a filling dish. My favorite dish of the night though was the truffle taboki gnocchi. So it's actually rice cakes tossed in a local wild mushrooms sun choke puree, garnished with parmesan cheese and truffle. This dish was outstanding and definitely one of my savory, favorite savory bites. Tried the nightshade roll. It's just a, a classic uh, vegan sushi roll. And then for dessert, which is this was another a new one for them. I she um, didn't I wasn't aware of this until I got to, got to the restaurant. The hack baked brownie. So it's actually a half baked espresso whipped brownie topped with chocolate and parsnip chips. I love the combination of the savory and the sweet there. Uh, served on a bed of parsnip creme with house made tonka and vanilla. Tonka and sorry, Tonka and hazelnut ice cream. This was my favorite of the two desserts. Really, really good. I hope they keep that one on the menu for a long time to come. Also tried the rosewater apple tart. And although had my friends have been talking about it, I didn't. It didn't win me over as much as the brownie did. So um, I just thought the spice foam, to, spice milk foam, totally overpowered the whole thing, and it wasn't my thing. Um, I really like the brownie, so that's something definitely to try. The restaurant is a great addition to the Yaletown dining scene. Um, you have to check their hours. I believe they're open the Wednesday to Sunday. They're open for lunch and for dinner. And um, they also have Lightshade. I did actually not check out Lightshade this time around, but Lightshade is a pop-up wine bar at the back of the restaurant, which is kind of facing onto Hamilton Street. Holy Mochi Donuts. I just had a chance to to try. Uh, this is a brand-new company just started by two women. And... Um, they are actually sort of pre-launching right now. They did a, uh, a Valentine's bouquet, a holy, a holy mochi donuts bouquet. A really fun idea. It comes with six different flavors of their yummy mochi donuts. Um, of course, you know everyone's got their flavors, favorite flavors. I have them too, and I tried all of them. And my favorite flavors out of these, and, and you know, these were six different flavors, but these are my favorite in rankings. Was so the first one was Cafe de Suda. It's a Vietnamese coffee flavor, really, really good, and texture was amazing. A matcha green two was my number two. Strawberry pocky my number three. The milk and cereal, which was a really fun one, 
And then my lastly, uh, Earl Grey and cookies and cream. But I'm not a fan of cookies and cream anyway. So that's sort of just the right, part of the reason why it's sort of down on the list. Uh, donut bouquets are now available uh, by pre-order only through Holy Mochi Donuts. You can find them on Instagram. Um, on a sweeter note, and I love that they're doing this, they're doing a $5 donation will be made to a Loving Spoonful charity. There's actually one of my favorite charities around the city. I love everything that a Loving Spoonful does, so it's great to see that they are supporting this charity. Um, and $5 donation from every bouquet sold will be donated to Loving Spoonful. So great job for Living Spoonful. And limited quantities available for pre-order right now to be picked up on February 12th, 13th, and 14th. They don't have that many um, slots open right right now remaining but you know you want to check it out give them, a, give them a call or send them an instagram dm i think they've done a great job and i look forward to seeing their whole line once they uh, get their whole mochi donut uh line up and running right after valentine's day focaccia now i can't even pronounce this because this is actually hard to pronounce focaccia it's a street food cart it's in vancouver it started up last summer by johannes Chef Johannes, and um, I finally had a chance to visit him this past week. It's a zero-emission bicycle electric-assisted cart. He actually drives his cart from the commissary East Van to anywhere he actually sets up shops. So he is at uh, Cambian 8th, the corner in front of Home Depot from uh, on Tuesday to Thursday, and then he's on Commercial Drive Friday and Saturday uh, near Napier. Um, quite a different crowd, he's told me, in the different locations, but he's making all sorts of focaccia that's his thing like it's just different toppings on focaccia he makes soups he makes ciabatta uh he's now started making tiramisu can't wait to try that and um it's very simple very easy and in a great location because you're it can be broadway area it's like it's a hub now so you can definitely want to stop by here i tried some, a vegetarian focaccia and a mushroom soup all both tasty but uh you can uh, pick up whatever you want his prices are really good and I think it's a great snack or a great kind of a light lunch to have when you're walking around the Kambi Village area. And then uh, Skewer Slovakia Bar. Now, I actually had talked about them a while ago. I actually visited when they had first opened late November, but I made the mistake of taking this to go. And really, this kind of food should not be taken to go. You can take it to go if it's a, a platter, not a problem. But a wrap to go, what happens is if the wrap has french fries in it, which in this case this does, and they put a bag on top and you head home, you're going to have soggy french fries. And that's exactly what happened. So after that experience, I realized that that was not such a good idea. And I had to retry it. So this time around, I uh, visited and got a little bit of a learning lesson about the background. Uh, a chef, Nico, who owns it, he's, you know, he's worked in the, as a chef for 35 years. His family has owned restaurants in Vancouver. He worked through those restaurants. Um, one spot was on Main Street that I had gone to many years ago. And I actually never knew his family was behind it. But uh, that now he's doing his own uh, restaurant with his wife called Skewer Suvaki Bar. He took over a sardine can location in Gastown. So perfect setup there. And it's all about the taste of Greece. And the customers coming in there, I was watching. And people are coming in that are like, they're Greek. They haven't been able to go back home in a couple of years because of the pandemic. And this is their taste of Greece. And they're all coming in like, this is the real deal. This is what I remember from... Um, from back home in Greece. So just knowing that, if you want really good Greek food, you know where to go. You want to go to Skewer's Slovakia Bar. Um, it's pretty much more of a street food kind of idea. It's, they've got a bunch of different uh, wraps, kind of gyro wraps, and then they've got this mixed grill platter. Now, I try the mixed grill Actually, there's different, let's say, let's say the back, there are different platters, but I tried the mixed grill platter, which um, basically it was a grilled chicken skewer, grilled lamb skewer, pork gyro, 
Um, it also had uh, fries and Greek salad and greens, a pita and his house-made tzatziki sauce. A lot going on there. I, I don't think, like, I couldn't finish it. I actually ate this in three goes. So, like, I had some there. I had the rest for two other meals. So, you know, it's a great sharing platter, I think, for two people, but I did it for three. Uh, so then uh, you definitely want to check them out. So they're in Gastown, as I just mentioned. And uh, just check their hours before you go. I believe they're open from 4 o'clock or 4.30 onwards uh, during the week. And um, now, as I just mentioned at the beginning of, of this podcast, the um, I had a chance to uh, talk with Chef Aaron Hoffman at Colts Cafe when I tried his chowder as part of the Oceanwise Chowder Chowdown. So let's have a listen to uh, my interview with Chef Aaron Hoffman. Aaron, can you tell me how you got your dish into the Oceanwise Seafood Festival this year? Um, so we developed a dish with um, Gundar Sablefish, and Gundar Sablefish is very close to my heart because with um, with the with uh, quarantine BC, we actually went to <clears throat> Cayuguet. We did an event there. We went to Cayuguet. We went to cook for the community. We got to see the sablefish and where they came from, and then um, growing that connection with the sablefish, we thought about doing a chowder in this in this um this in this festival so we've done a chowder in the past and people loved it a miso chowder so it's kind of more of an asian take on a chowder and then bringing that um, bringing the sablefish into that uh, we thought was a beautiful idea of bringing culinary team british columbia and bringing the restaurant kind of together and then we just threw some ideas together me and my chef cuisine and it came with this beautiful chowder so you say cayuguet right that's because i was looking at it when i was on the menu and i'm like i can't even pronounce this yeah i know it's it's a hard like yeah it's hard to, to um to pronounce and then when you look at it you're like huh and yeah. then but yeah so it's cayuguet cayuguet okay so that's an area in bc and that's where the sablefish comes from yeah yeah that's where the gandari sablefish come from okay uh, so you've got this beautiful chowder and I think just like the mm. presentation alone of this, you know, it comes to the table and then you come and you pour in the, uh, the chowder. I think just it makes it amazing, yeah. but the terrine was very good. And that's not what something would people would be so common to see in a chowder. Usually you'd find chunks yeah. of fish, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know me personally. I love, I love making, I love the, like the artful, the artfulness of making a terrine. That's what I've grown to have grown to love it. And when it pre gets presented to a guest at the table, and then when you see the little oil as well, and then you, when you put the, uh, when you pour the chowder in, it kind of halos around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Beautiful. And it tasted great. So this, uh, your chowder now is in the uh, Ocean Wise Seafood Festival throughout the month of February at Holtz Cafe in downtown Vancouver. So people can go and try it there. And yeah, exactly. so, uh, so, Besides the chowder, you were talking about culinary team BC. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit that you're on a team and you're about to go to Europe. Yeah, so I'm actually the captain of the culinary team British Columbia. And we've been working very hard. We went to the Olympics in 2020. We um, achieved the silver medal, not quite gold, but that's what we're hoping to achieve in 2022 this year. And yeah, so there's um, culinary team BC is made up of a few of us around British Columbia. There's a few of us up in Kelowna and then a few 
down here in Vancouver. And actually the sailfish were bringing that to, um, to the competition. So you're competing, showcasing BC products over there. So obviously it's just, it, this is a sustainable sea uh, fish because it's obviously yeah. in the ocean wise festival too. So that's great that you're taking, yeah. you're taking BC product with you. Yeah, we did it before in, um, in the Olympics last time. So then it's, I don't know, it's a beautiful product, a beautiful fish. It says BC all over it. So might as well bring it back again. So how long have you been at Holt Renfrew cooking? I guess the restaurant? Um, I've been there since 2017. Actually, it's just coming up on my five-year anniversary there. Okay. So I know last year you did a chowder, I believe, right? For the festival? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah we, how different was that? So the chowder last year, we did, it was still um, a Japanese theme. So we did a... Uh, we did a chamushi, we did salt spring island mussels, and then we did we did sablefish as well, but we didn't do um like we didn't do a terrine out of it. We did like little flake pieces. So it was a bit more steps and it was a bit uh, a bit more complicated. But then we found out that chowder doesn't have to be complicated. You have one one main component, and then you have like your potatoes, which this one we pickled, and you have a few other garnishes in there, but really concentrating on that the broth. And for the restaurant is what else is the restaurant featuring currently besides obviously you've got the chowder, but uh, I saw a little bit of afternoon tea on the menu there. So can you talk yeah. About yeah. So we have a, a lunar new year tea. It's on until the seventh actually. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of traffic with that. So on the weekends, we're crazy busy with afternoon tea and then we're doing our um, Valentine's day menu coming up as well. Oh, okay. Wow. So lots going on there. Yeah. It's got a little a, hidden gem right in the back of Holt Renfrew. Yeah, so completely. Because you'd never expect it. You know, when you're down, especially in that area now, it's like there isn't a whole lot. I mean, there's the mall, right? But yeah, it's like mm. a hidden gem inside that one area of the store. Yeah, just in the little corner, right? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't really know. You wouldn't really know it until you see like some signs here and there. Mm -hmm. But then once you get there, it's a beautiful restaurant. Well, it's great to see that you're in this festival because I think that's going to bring you a lot of traffic of people that are curious. They want to try something, some sustainable fish, support OceanWise. Mm -hmm. It's a great cause. A couple of dollars of your chowder goes to OceanWise uh, to keep the conservation going and everything that these guys are doing. So it's great to see exactly. how you participate. It was great tasting your dish. Perfect. Love it. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors, as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodstrip Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.